Listen, when when yeah. Roman came back from leukemia, we also we thought he, they were never going to turn him heel now. And look what well, happened. It took a pandemic. It took a right. pandemic and him saying, I'm going home for a year for Vince to be like, I, right, I'll do it. <laughs> like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, he because he that man sat there alone. He said, We're going to do another Braun Strowman versus Fiend match. Hey, call Joe. Hey, <laughs> hey, you said you want to turn heel? Hey, man, I'll do that. I'll make sure everybody masks too. I talk to you nice. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but that that was a very very good promo. Um, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I, one, it was good to see him. He looks so healthy, like you don't even fully realize. Like you know, I was like, damn, it looked like he lost twenty pounds. Like he looked lean. He looked good in the face. I were again. I looked at the picture of him before. I'm like, whoo, that's beer and whiskey, boy. That's just what that is right there. <laughs> gentlemen we welcome you once again in our recorded glory this is your favorite wrestling podcast in the world this is give me the book my name is mike alloy with me as always as always the el guapo of professional wrestling commentary as well as stand-up comedy satoyo guys thank you so much give me the book we are back at you once again uh, appreciate you listening as always Thank you. Thank you indeed for joining us. And I think there's only one place where we can start this week. We got to start with the Internet because the Internet was in an uproar. Serotoyo, it was in an uproar like I've never seen before. I haven't seen this uproar from any of the releases. I have not seen this uproar for uh, the Saudi Arabia shows. I have not seen this uproar when the, the, the barbed wire did not explode. I did not see this uproar in ages in wrestling Twitter. We the, the internet was an uproar because Walter's name is now Gunther. It is now Gunther. Uh, that is how you say that with the German pronunciation. Uh, and apparently they, this happened because WWE are Nazis. Uh, that is what they are and that is what they do. And this is how the internet has reacted. They be, truly believe that a 4 billion public company has decided to partner with Nazis, to pop a rating for their develop, develop, le, developmental territory. Uh, Satoyo, uh, as you can tell, I, I am pretty much done with the internet and I want to tell it to go fuck itself. Please tell me, Satoyo, why I should not do that. You should not do that because on the, for a couple of reasons. One, you did not see historically, I mean, you did, but it just, you know, we were maybe younger. We had more stuff to do. Um, you know, you get older, you, you like to be outside a little bit less. So you got to pay attention. So things a little bit more. We, you you didn't see the same level of uproar with the uh, releases this time. Uh, you didn't see the same amount of uproar with the Saudi Arabia deals this time, because you expect the company to behave in such a way at this point, you come, you become desensitized to it. It's like a, it's like a mass shooting at this point. It's as Americana as apple pie. You don't really think too much about it. 
Uh, but but again, the company finds new and creative ways to insult their base, which I think is what some of the people on the internet are feeling. I have a slightly different take on it um, that I can that I can of course extrapolate on. Now, do I think the name uh, Gunther is better than Walter? Not really, um, but that's because of Walter. Like that's just because of the what he's what he's built himself up uh, over time and the reputation he does. So Walter to me is always going to sound better, cooler than Gunther. It just it just is. Uh, Gunther's like a bit of a guttural. It sounds nerdier. Whereas Walter, you know, it it it's uh it's more streamlined at least to me in my ears sonically. I think that the thing that I dislike the most about the name change is it's it's dumb. Now I understand the reasoning behind it. Um, the, the potential reasonings behind it. Uh, they the want problem. to trademark them. You yes, know, they're like, no, you know, we need to trademark this, um, uh, which, you know, hey, you can do that if you want. The main issue, and I saw an issue brought up um, where people were like, well, did you like this name change? Did you like this name change? And I, every example of that, of that that I saw did not hold credence to my issue with it. And my issue with it is, is very simply, he's an established act on your program. He's already in a well-established act on your programming. So uh, you, you put titles on him, you've given him, you gave him the longest run um, in the company in years and within the company. So he was already a well-established act. So you're being insulting to the audience watching him when you try to sit there and rationalize it, potentially saying, well, they don't really know Volter. That's a lie. Number one, because they've seen Volter before. Number two, you can't sit there and say, well, he's going to get, we're going to put his, his face. It's a new audience. It's going to be fresh. No, it's not. Their ratings are, are not getting any better. Their ratings are actually dipping down. I think they'll stay about where they are. But the whole argument of, no, fresh eyes on him. That's ridiculous. The people know who he is. You want to trademark this thing, but he's already an established act. Like, look, when uh, when Kenta came, when, Hadam, or when, uh, when, uh, when Finn Balor or Prince Devitt came, they at least gave you guys the ability to, to be like, hey, they're here now. We're going to change their name. And they let the audience know what was going on. I mean, Prince Devitt, even a very subtle thing, Prince Devitt, it comes up on, on their little Titan drawn and then it changes to Finn Balor. And they give an explanation of that. He just says he's Gunther now. So, OK, cool. But he's an established act. It's, it, it very much reminds me of when uh, Vince McMahon finally signed Vader in 96 or not late 95 96 94, and he just 94? wanted to call him the he, no it was 90 he was he was still in wcw 94 maybe 90 late 94 early 95 um he, he finally signed vader and he wanted to call him the mastodon <laughs> everyone's like you can't call him that he's already an established act he's like yeah but he's never been on our programming like he's a former world champion everywhere that he's ever been everybody knows who he is right now vince could have gotten away with that and it would have made more sense than doing what they did here to this already established act that was on their programming. But hey, man, he's Gunther now. And especially, I think, I do question this within many of the internet wrestling community. When you're shocked and outraged by what WWE does, at this point, um, the more amped up you get, I think it's, I, 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 I do wonder at times, is your short-term memory that bad? Is your long-term memory that bad? This, you know what this company is. You know what they do. This is not to say don't be displeased when they do something that is stupid or that you even disagree with. But this is to say it's like, all right, well, I mean, hold on to it for as long as you want to. They gonna do more. But if you hold on to it for longer and longer and longer, you're only hurting yourself. But yeah, man, the, the my, I guess my issue with, with that argument is I don't even think that argument needs to be made. Like, I think it's, the, it's as simple as he did not want to use his name. His name is Walter. He has the name he's born with. 
He wants to keep it. He does not want WWE trademark it. So they went with a different name, and they went with Gunter, which is a name apparently he has been called. We see Kyle O'Reilly refer to him as Gunter in 2019. That's his other name. I think it it was just that simple. It's you know well, they they, they figure okay from... Gunter sounds sorry let me Gunter sounds mm-hmm. cool, cool Gunter Spark sounds cooler than just Gunter. Then they found out they should not call him that, so they didn't. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's that simple. I, I don't think they I, in this case I don't see how it's insulting to the audience. It's not like they. Just said, hey, this is Gunter, and then you've never seen it before. No, during the whole episode, they're like, hey, we got Walter. He is the former NXT UK champion. This is Walter. You've seen him before. This is... And then Walter himself says, hey, uh, I won, and I go by Gunter now. I don't see yeah. how that's insulting to the audience at all. I don't think it's a repackaging. I think it's a simple, hey, it's a trademark issue. He goes with a different name. You can cheer for him using the same syllables. It's the same. It matches almost perfectly. I don't think there's a difference as far as just aesthetically. I think Gunther makes him sound more German. Walter makes him sound more British. He's no longer wrestling for a British company, and he's portrayed as a German slash Austrian, which is where he really is character. Makes sense to me. I don't see what any uproar is about. I don't see what any big deal is about. I think, if anything, this exposed to me, and again, now this is where we come from differently, right? You come from the, uh, the, the place of WWE fuck up, and this is just another one of their fuck ups. And I come from the place of... The internet it loves to be outraged, and it, there's a lot of actors who get paid to say out when to pretend to be outraged by WWE. That's there's a lot of money. It's for wrestling Twitter. There's not a lot of money in wrestling social media, but the money that is available, most of it goes to being outraged at WWE and dunking on WWE. So I think that's it. I think everybody came out of woodwork. And for no reason was like, oh, my God, can you believe this shit? They changed, how dare they change his name to Gunther? Ah, it's the end of the world. It's like, dude, it's literally something that doesn't matter. And a month from now, you will get used to it. And it will be as if that was his whole name the entire time. Well, and, here, and here's the thing with that. Legally, I mean, they could trademark Walter if they, if Walter, if they wanted to, but it's still his real name. He could use it anywhere. It, you know, they could, they could do some weird abbreviation thing with it, whatever, whatever. I mean, again, and I did say in conversations to you, hey, maybe he wanted to change it because of whatever else. But they couldn't trade. You can't trademark a person's actual name. You can trademark that likeness if he just wants to go by Volter. Um, but I mean, to, to that end, look, I still do believe you have an established act that has been and it's not a total recap repackage. Right. You repackage someone that's a little bit different. But this was just an established act that I don't think that they'll repackage. Um, it does lead to a slippery slope. I would be more concerned if he were on the main roster, because if he were on the main roster, they'd be chipping away more and more and more at him. And, and there's historical, there's historical cases of that. I don't think he'll necessarily go through that. I just think he has a less cool sounding name. And hopefully that's the only thing they really change uh, about it because uh, his presence is sorely needed on that brand. Um Cause uh, you're not, I'm sorry. You're not going to get me to watch that brand. If you're just telling me about the ascension of Grayson Waller, it's not happening. Oh, and that's a shame because Grayson Waller has been doing a good job, but I don't disagree with you. He's I got mean, a, he's look, got, a, he's got, a, he's got a good move set, but he doesn't look the part of what that type no, of, he, is he a looks better. He looks, he's, he's a he looks, he looks better away from, from being a superstar. He looks, uh, listen, I mean, I remember the Miz in what, 10 years ago. And he's, I guess he physically looks more imposing, imposing than Adam Cole. So that's something. And he moves better. He moves better than both of them. Well, yeah, no, I'll yeah, say that. I he mean, moves better than both of them. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, when you just throw super kicks all night, you don't really move much. So, you know. 
No, again, he's a he's a decent athlete with a good moveset, and he can talk. He he is good. That dude is good. He does he need a repackage to be something more interesting? Besides, I'm an annoying guy who won't, who uh, is doing it for social media. Yeah, that's not a character that's going to get you too far. But in the first iteration on the developmental, I think he's he's perfectly fine. He's exactly the type of person I expect to see on NXT. And as long as he again cuts good promos, has good matches, I have no issues with him so far. And the thing and the the thing that I think people have to understand, and this is me actually empathizing with the audience, the audience is right to really have uh, issue with the new NXT. You're totally changing and repackaging everything. And you, you spent a good amount of time saying everything that you saw was shit. Everyone now that you're seeing is way better, which we all know is not true. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that's so you're going to have animus there. But also, I do want to sit there and say to those people who are seeing NXT considerably fail now and there has been apparently internal concern over the fact that business hasn't well, gotten no. better no, 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 no. let's let's let, 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 well, no, hold, 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on no 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 mike 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 historical historic i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to save your beloved nxt for you okay <laughs> now you. if 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 what we are hearing to be true and there is disappointment that that the ratings have not picked up that's justifiable they should be concerned the ratings have not picked up but you can even notice and like and like i said the clip that i sent you today you know where it's talked about very very deeply about how when dusty Rhodes took over the the crockett territory coming up from florida what did he do he brought in all of his people the, his main people to take over those spots and did business get better immediately no it actually got worse as is known to do because you have changed everything over time so it, it so it, it, it may take time i do think the quality of wrestling has gone down and i think that a lot of people went to nxt for that so it may take time for nxt to get to that level the quality of wrestling has objectively gone down and you will lose some of the faithful there um but i mean not really enough that it's going to stop them from continuing to produce this weekly content. Again, but like the, the first of all, this report, quote unquote, I, again, we got to stop relying on fucking on wrestling journalism. Unless it's from Sean Ross Sapp, I do not give a shit about it. And this was not from him. I think this was from something called Wrestle Votes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're just, again, newsflash. It, they're disappointed that the rating has gone down. My stocks are down. I am also very disappointed by it. Am I going mm-hmm. to do anything about it? No, it's not news. Of course, it doesn't fucking matter. They, if they, if if Vince McMahon really gave two shits about NXT ratings, fucking Adam Cole, Keith Lee, and and uh, Karrion Cross would still be down in NXT. All the characters Absolutely that they invested. Not. He just, uh, no, he he got rid of them because he didn't believe in them. Like, or, or he believed in Adam Cole, but he believed for Adam Cole to do something else. The other two, he just didn't see the appeal in after he had changed them multiple times i highly doubt it man the amount of investment the amount of again time and and especially yeah in all three of those to be honest with you like they put in a good amount of time to make sure that these three are superstars at least on nxt right and you can look at over and over again how their social media got behind keith lee and how hey every time he appears on screen it's a gif how dominic carrying cross was and how he beat everybody including keith lee how again everything they gave to adam cole they gave him a whole faction they gave him a mic they gave him like half the show's time they will have pat mcafee who again say what you will about him one of the more famous people on the internet nowadays had him give him a program and in Pretty much, they pulled him from NXT and got rid of him without, you know, without doing much with him on the main roster. I guess with Keith Lee, I think they might have had some plans for. But the other two, Keith, uh, Adam Cole and Karen Cross, they easily could have kept him in NXT if they really cared. Uh, they didn't. None of the people currently in the main event scene in NXT were even were anywhere close to main event scene five months ago. 
Like this is all brand new. Of course, the ratings are going to go down. Again, I don't. Are they disappointed? Yes. Again, <laughs> of course they're disappointed. They, 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 they have and they have a right to be. They do have a right to be disappointed. I, I doubt it. Yeah, but they do have a right to be uh, disappointed. Um, we shouldn't act like they don't. We just we, we, because they're used to a type of wrestling new, product. Right? They're used. They're 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 used to a presentation that that is strikingly different than what they're getting now. And based on what they know, it is not as good as what they saw before. Also, to that point, it, it has to be remembered that, especially in the case of Vince McMahon, he'll just see you, bring you up, and then decide what he wants to do with you from there. And again, he had he wanted bigger guys. He wanted to do these things. He wanted to make these changes. Once he got so again, but also he's a fickle mind, right? And you think he's going to take the accountability of the ratings going down because these are his decisions? I highly doubt it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's one of those things where it's on the uh, the responsibility of the audience to decide how much disrespect or perceived disrespect they're willing to endure. But where's with the, respect and this is NXT. where I'm confused, bro. Where's the disrespect? Like, why? <laughs> I guess what, my question you is, are, why are you like this? <laughs> why? What's the disrespect? No, no, because, well, well, because, like, because, again, you are, and you may not realize this, you take an established act who everyone has known for years on your brand. I'm not talking about the indies. I'm not, I'm on your brand, and then you change it so suddenly without even nothing. Again, it's like poor presentation matters a whole lot. You're just sticking something on something and saying, here's what it is now. Here's this thing. And everyone's like, okay, is there an explanation? No. All right, I guess we got to go with it. And again, for me, for someone like me, my concern about that is, okay, well, hopefully this doesn't derail momentum or this doesn't slow momentum any because I've seen historically where they do something with no explanation and they tell the audience to get with it. And the audience like, I guess we're doing this now, but we were. All right, cool. And it does take the audience a bit of time to get used to it. Uh, I, uh, uh, Walter, Walter Gunther is very talented. So hopefully it does not affect him. Plus it's NXT. It's like, it's small. So it's not, it shouldn't matter nearly as much as if you did something like that on the main roster. Exactly. Again, I think if you are going to do this name change, do it now so that you can bring him up as Gunther. Assuming you have friends to bring him up. By the way, Walter, who you know I'm a huge fan of. Like, you know, he's one of my favorites in the world. He's definitely not no guarantee to succeed in the main roster. Not even because of Mills McMahon. Because again, I can see somebody who is new to wrestling turning on the channel and being like, yeah, why does the guy look like a big baby? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. dude might not be uh, equipped to succeed in the main roster. He might just, so just enjoy him. I would say whatever name he goes under, enjoy him in NXT, where at least he can have bangers with Roderick Strong. Yeah, I mean, success on the main roster is really all determined on one person so long as you don't have any addictions or you don't get injured. Let's remember the great Khali was also world's heavyweight champion. Yeah, it's true. Success, success up top is really defined by one person. So if Vince believes that he's a success, then he's a success. Even when everyone is saying everything to the contrary, that's very much on the on the eyes of one man. That's yeah, true. Again, we'll see. I have no idea how Vince perceives Walter. Um, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, mm -hmm. I will say this. Uh, I am happy that we got two Walter matches in, in the span of five days. And I thought they were both excellent. Which is not surprising. I think him and Nathan Frazier, Nathan Frazier now is another, again, he made the guy, in my eyes, I don't know how many people even watch uh, NXT UK, but in my eyes, NXT, uh, Nathan Frazier is now one of the uh, young cats I'm going to be looking out for on NXT UK because I thought him and 
and Walter tore it up. And as I mentioned, I think Roderick Strong, to nobody's surprise, versus Walter was as good of a 10-minute um, TV match as you're going to get ever or anywhere. Um, I thought it was just, you know, top, top of the top um, to the best in the ring workers today doing what they do. Um, uh, and on top of it, I want to give a shout-out to NXT's um, – uh, Dusty Classic. I thought they had a really good field with eight tag teams. I'm like, wow, all of them have character. All of them have a thing. And I can see pretty much all of them except for the Andrew Chase University team, which Andrew Chase has pretty much been booked as a jobber, and that's fine. Yeah. You, you need your jobbers there as well. Uh, at least he isn't an entertaining one. Um, I can see pretty much any of them winning uh, in, the, in the tournament. Uh, we did have one other team who I've never seen before. Um, Address Info and Malik Blade um who uh again we haven't really seen them around they pull off an offset win i guess that's their that's their book and they're the dark horse team who you've never really who yes. this is going to be their coming out party they pull off a win over uh, legado de fantasma who are protected because uh brown breaker interfered and i'm mm. assuming we're getting santos escobar versus brown breaker which again i think is pretty good yep. booking i'm i think you know uh brown breaker's first challenger should be someone who we all pretty much know he can be but um, mm-hmm. somebody who will deliver an entertaining match. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely going to, we now have a good idea of what Braun Breaker is. And I guess he's a baby face, so that's helpful. Um, and you know, you're not gonna, you're not going to go wrong feuding against Santos Escobar. It's going to legitimize Braun Breaker more. Um, and it's, and again, look, I will watch a Santos Escobar match any day of the week and he'll make Braun Breaker look even better. And you know, um, it'll be excellent. Yeah. So again, so I think, and that's kind of what's the the frustrating being on my end. I again, so far, past couple of weeks, I've really just enjoyed what NXT uh, has been doing. And again, I'm looking forward to um, to the the Dusty Classic tournament, which we're going to get. I'm looking forward to seeing what Walter does next, and I'm looking forward to M- Imperium. Now we got Imperium versus Diamond Mine, which is super exciting. And uh, last but not least, I'm looking forward to uh, Mandy Rose versus Kaylee Ray. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it should be it should be good. Um, I do like their women's division. I like the fact that they're actually building. I do like the fact that for the first time in a while, the champion there has a personality to go along with the wrestling, which which is helpful. You know what I'm saying? At times, because I, I thought Raquel Gonzalez, I thought she was cool, but like not enough of like uh, I know portraying her as like a badass world ender is like cool, but she wasn't that fully to me. Um, so, you know, the brand does need some sizzle and I think it's really giving Mandy Rose a time to sort of fit you. You've had her for that long under contract. You need to maximize the time with her so that you can actually like, as they would say, make some money. So that's, that's fine too. All right. Uh, now that I think we've, we've talked about NXT as much as we want to talk about it. Um, what else? Uh, I do want to, I do want to bring up one thing though. We have to, bring, not NXT related, but WWE related that uh, Mustafa Ali asked for his release and it appears as though it was denied. So, um, so that is an interesting bit of business. It's not the first time they've denied someone's release. I do find it to be, but you know, obviously it's a weird time. Uh, I, I, I think it's one of those things where I can't even say they understand he has value. I don't think they really see too many people like that. Only like maybe like one or two, really, really two actually who I think in their whole, at least from the men's side, that they think have actual value. But um, but I think I think Mustafa has such a groundswell of support, and I do believe that since he has shown so many, he hasn't used sleight of hand, he's shown his cards. 
enough times that it's like uh, to sort of release him at this juncture. Uh, I, I think they feel as though it would be some sort of bad look for them, which I think is ridiculous. It's like, what's releasing another person? You know what I'm saying? But but it was definitely an interesting choice. Do Does this mean I think they'll do something with him? I actually don't think so because of how much they've shot down already and, and how much he's every time they've given him chicken shit, he's done his best to turn it into chicken salad. He was he always successful. No, because how many people can make retribution good? I don't think anyone. So, you know, but, um, but that's where he's at. Very, very interesting to say, we're not going to let you out of your contract. Meanwhile, you're still an independent contractor. That will always be hilarious to me. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, we, we really need to talk about how much of a failure that is again on, on, on behalf of just everybody involved and, uh, and you know, the, the need for your wrestlers to unionize. And of course then the, the need for us to hold WWE, Campbell. Vince McMahon is a capitalist. He's not going to change. He's going to make as much money yeah. as possible and, yep. and make contracts as, as advantageous to him as possible. Um, mm -hmm. As some would argue as his uh, fiduciary uh, responsibility is. Uh, as far, I was point out, again, I'm hopeful. I think the first thing you, I, I send you when, uh, or I don't remember at this point who sent who or the, the news, but my first response was, I hope this is the work. I hope this is the new thing because they always do these kind of weird things with him, right? Where it's always him go standing up to power, him doing this kind of work shoot thing. So maybe this is it. Uh, doesn't appear to be it, but that's what I'm hoping for. I will say this. The last time that I remember them denying somebody's request like that was when Sasha Banks supposedly asked for a release. Um, they said, no, you can't. And of course, you know, she bounced back and, you know, main event at Cena had the whole run with Bailey ever since then. So maybe it's a positive news. Maybe it really is like, hey, we really do see value in you, which now don't have anything for you right now, but hang in there. We'll end up get, doing something with you. I, as you said, they have shut down enough good ideas, especially the few that he could have had with Kofi Kingston a few years ago, yeah. which was perfectly yep. like perfectly written for, for a WrestleMania match and for some reason went nowhere. Uh, so we will see. But you know why? Because they, because again, it's no, this is the same company that said Daniel Bryan versus Kane is the is is the match that they should have at wrestlemania 30 it's just one of those things where it's like if the story writes itself we're less inclined to want to do the story from what it appears mm -hmm. so um but honestly i look at it from the perspective of he gave a very clear concise message that he seems like hey man at this point i can't accomplish the dreams that i want to accomplish in pro wrestling i think he should have said sports entertainment mm -hmm. but um but again i mean it, it's one of those things where I, I was really hoping that they would release him so he could go do other stuff and make himself a bigger, make himself a star. And if he chose to go back, he'd have some cachet, um, you know, but uh, because again, it's one of those things. How can we, how can we miss you if you never leave? So they're just holding on to him. And I hope you would hope they would see value in one of their best talents. I mean, top to bottom, man, this guy can cut promos. He can do, he can do everything that you would actually need. The only thing with him is you can't teach six, five. That's, that's the one knock he's got against him, but that doesn't really mean anything anymore as we know. So I, you know, I was really hopeful that, okay, well, you know, maybe we can, he can go somewhere, become a big thing, but if they're holding on to him, they are not going to miss him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things. Like they're not going to miss him because they just, they just don't want to let him go nowhere else. No, I don't want to let you out this relationship. I ain't going to fuck you, but I'm not letting you out of this relationship. Meanwhile, you can't go see other people. You know, it's kind of that, but hopefully they can some come to some agreement uh, because I can only imagine and I can understand to a degree as an entertainer having your ideas shot down. And good especially ideas. When, your ideas, ideas when your ideas, yeah, genuinely good ideas. And when your good ideas get shot down by the same people, you do start to look, and rightfully so, you do start to think and look, hey, man, I got to go somewhere else because 
I got, or I got to go. I got to think about doing this another way because I'm, you got all you tell me is no, I'm not even wrong in this thought process. All you say to me is no. And I can't, and I, I've gone through the stages of grief. I've been angry. I've been sad. I've been in shock. I've been in disbelief. I don't even want to be, I don't even want to have these feelings no more. I'm at a place of acceptance. So let me go. And they said, uh, we can't do that. <laughs> Which is and so we can't do they they released Tony Strong like was like, hey, I'm kind of tired from traveling. And they're like, oh, if you want to go, you can go. And like reportedly, the they don't, reported, they hold on to anybody. So it's, yeah. it's really bizarre to see. Again, I'm I'm hoping, and maybe this is me being too optimistic, but I'm hoping that it means that they see value in them and they want to give him some good idea or even indulge in one of his ideas, you know, let him just I don't run. Know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that you can release that many Brown skins, like in an, in a, in an 18 month period. And then, Maybe you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. be good. And, and, and he, mo- I think believe he's Muslim. So it's like, yeah, during this time right now, ah, you know, they've like, no, nah, bro, you might be, you're our, you're our, you're more of our inclusivity. <laughs> like shit, we can't let you go yet. <laughs> No, hey, don't worry. You want to do matches with Ricochet on main event again? That storyline that y'all created that we ensured that no one would watch except for Mike Alloy. You want to run that back? (laughs) (laughs) I know Mike would fuck with it. I might watch it this time. (laughs) Hey, listen, main event is, you know, underrated. (laughs) Fucking, oh, God damn it. Uh, And hey, so is is Tommaso Ciampa's new beard. (laughs) God damn it. We are hope, rocking listen, and rolling. I'm excited. With I'm excited to see what they they're gonna fuck it up. But I'm excited what they do with him and uh and Pete Dunn, man. I hope uh, you know it looks like they're main roster bound, but I yeah, hope we'll God, see. I hope so. I, I mean I especially for Pete. I mean, goodness gracious, get him out of there. Like I yeah, mean, that, I don't know. I mean, fuck, I don't know, I don't know what you do. I, there's not it doesn't look good for them, dudes. I mean, it just doesn't. I don't I don't know, but they're so incredibly talented that you should be able to find a place for them. Amongst amongst the the muck and the mire, like you know, but whatever. Yeah, no, the both of them are again. Put them on, bro. SmackDown needs new faces outside of. We can you know uh, shift topics now to talk about main roster programming. Uh, this past week, outside of the 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 tag team four way, and again, I gotta give WWE credit before I shit all over them. Uh, tag team wrestling has has been taken seriously recently. Between the mm-hmm. Dusty Classic and we had a really cool four way, which at least got guests to showcase the, the depth of the division that's only there. Bro, there's yep. I know it's just it's it's a bare thin roster. Like I understand right. that it's, you have they got they got to keep Roman and, and, and now they have they have to bring in Seth because again because Jeff Hardy left and then and then Drew is injured and that's it and that's how thin your roster was on that side. Yeah this is this is a really in, I mean again I'm sorry you mortgage a company on one person, you will wind up with issues like this. When you more, mm-hmm. when you put that to the forefront, and that's the only thing that you really focus on, everything else will suffer. Um, and then you have a guy and, you know, but it doesn't matter. But I, I do think this is the first heel versus heel championship uh, match we're having at the Royal Rumble in something like 21 years. The last mm-hmm. time was Kurt Angle versus Triple H. And I want to tell you guys respectfully, that was the shits. Um, from what I remember, a lot of people thought it was a cool match. I did not. I thought I remember being a kid thinking, wow, this is weird that these two aren't clicking right now. But I understood why it was one of those situations where they're both heels and and one has to try to be a baby face kind of. And the other one doesn't. But they both want to out. It was just it was it just bad. That's, and that's, that's, what that's we're funny gonna- that you mentioned it. I, 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 I recently watched that match. I watched the entire 2001 Royal Rumble over mm-hmm. the over the, the weekend uh, mm-hmm. because one of my matches of the week happened on their pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to see what, what the company was like 
at, at the height of his popularity. 2001 was mm-hmm. kind of the peak, especially 2001 Road to mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Um, and it was, it was kind of surprising because it, it, they didn't have as many stars as you would think. Like, not as right. many people failed majors as you would expect for the company mm-hmm. at the top of its popularity. It just so happened that they had Rock and Stone Cold, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, again, and, and Triple H uh, still wrestling really well and moving well. But you're right. The yeah, one squad yet. Yeah, for, this, for this match, the crowd wasn't yeah. in it because they didn't know who nope. to cheer. And they nope. overbooked the fuck out of it with, with yep. Trish Stratus and, and Stephanie yep. McMahon. The people like, we don't. We're not it really that invested into that part. It 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 sucked. So again, this is this was still prime Triple H when I was like Triple H is the best wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been consistent about that. Ninety nine to when he tore his cross, tore his uh tore his quad. I believe that was his best in ring work period time. And from two thousand until he tore his quad, he was clearly the best wrestler in that company. Bell to Bell, clearly the best wrestler in the world as he had won the PWI. 500 that year at a time when it actually really, really did matter. Uh, and it still matters to this day, but just not nearly as much. And that match just wasn't it. Uh, but you're going to have that again. Thankfully, uh, you have two guys who I think are both of them are in ring more, more athletic than Triple H. Uh, and I still think they're going to overbook it a bit. Um, but, you know, um, it, you know, I, I guess it, people will like it. I think I, I'm so, sure it'll actually be, I actually think it'll be a good match. Play. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, their money in the bank match in 2016 is one of one of the. I don't know if I can say one of my favorite, but it's, I don't know top 50 matches. I like it's 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 up there. It's it's a match I really really liked. Uh, this was the the money in the bank where all three members of the Shield held the title, um, famously. So and yeah, and I think uh, Seth weirdly enough worked babyface that match too. Uh, well, so wild, he was so he was so wildly beloved because he had come back and he was popular before he had sort of gotten hurt. And he had never lost that title. And again, this was that five-year run where they're like, Roman's the guy. And the audience is like, fuck this guy and fuck you. That's so right. he came back and, of course, he got cheered. And they popped well, no, when he, he won. Pop- like, he made sure to yes. work babyface. Yeah. He did a well, he, he well, let Roman well, beat up. And then he made a comeback. Like, they actually booked it right for one of the very few times in Roman's uh, babyface run. Well, you look at most of that run with 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 uh, with Seth. He wore, I mean, that was kind of what kind of made him so popular after a while mm-hmm. because he worked like a baby face. I mean, he was a heel, but he did all cool flippy stuff. So people liked him. Bret Hart would have hated working with dude because, uh, you know, Seth might also broken his neck during that time period. But Bret would have been like, you're doing too much cool stuff. You have like his match with Owen. He's like, they're going to cheer you. You're really, really athletic. So you got to bring it. So Seth was already working like that prior to that match but yes to your point yeah he did the whole comeback thing they pop loud when he when he won because it was a cool sequence for him to win and they mm-hmm. popped even louder when dean cashed in um you'll still get that match and i and the funny thing about it is seth is a better worker now than he is then thankfully it's because true. he's a little less he's a little less athletic uh just because of injuries and age and he's he works smarter so right. he learned how to wrestle as a heel which was always yes, my issue did. And even during yes. the first run, which I liked, I remember this was me and you brought I him did back. Not. back. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was a natural heel. He had an annoying voice, and I liked JJ Security. But I did say one of his big problems: he wrestles like a babyface. He yep. gets cheered because yeah, he does all the cool flippy flips, and he doesn't have a submission. He doesn't do wrestles. And it's like, bro, you are a heel. Pick a body part and work it, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. of course, he did not do that at the time. He's now doing that. He actually added some. 
uh, again, some more slower moves to his style. He had some more, again, moves a little bit slower, doesn't do as much cool stuff. Now he might bring have to bring it back. We might see a, a, a Phoenix splash in this in this match, and it would make sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely see that. You might even see a pedigree. I mean, like, I, I think that they're going to throw a lot out. There, it's going to be a lot of callbacks. I do think it's going to be a good match, but it does sort of speak to the booking of WWE that they have – people are going to get hurt when you don't prioritize your talents in enough way. And also just to be fair, when you release a gang of them and just thin your roster more to keep your books looking good, you have less wiggle room. You have less things to do. I mean, so I, you know, just to be fair, yes, they have booked uh, and look, I, I, they have booked a lot of this stuff really, really bad, but can you imagine what they could have done? Had they still had Bray Wyatt, had they still had, Braun Strowman, you know what I'm saying? Like we may be looking at this, or I may be, let me be clear, let me be fair. I may be looking at this current run of Roman Reigns a bit more favorably because there's more stuff for him to do. And the show isn't just built around him and he's not interesting enough to do that. There has to be a credible threat that he physically can't overcome. You know what I'm saying? We've already seen it with Edge, a guy he can't really out tough you know, like whatever else, but there are some guys he just can't out, he can't out muscle Braun Strowman. You know, he really can't even out muscle Bray Wyatt, but we never really got to see those things in their proper presentation uh, because we were letting people go on top of having a, a shoestring roster at the top. Um, and, you know, on the one hand, I hope Drew McIntyre does not need neck surgery because uh, that would be terrible for him. And just his quality of life overall would most certainly shorten his career. Also, at the same time, I can't front. I am so happy that they're just not wasting a Drew McIntyre loss to Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania. Because if you're going to give me Brock Roman again, I can shoulder shrug with the best of them. And that's more than fair enough. Um, let's. Uh, but yeah, all all that is to say, uh, if Tommaso Ciampa and uh, and P. Dunn end up on SmackDown where they should be. I just don't see any excuse for them not succeeding. Like, you cannot tell me that there's not anything for them to do in the roster. I don't expect either one of them to get, uh, you know, a main event like Shadow Roman or whoever's the champ at that point right away. But to put them in it, who is, who are you, what's your IC title picture? I was about to say, Lord knows that IC title needs some help. <laughs> so, like, Lord knows they're the, the, the secondary to actually, they're like, Really, their most worthless singles title at the moment needs some help. So you know, and again, it's, it would be a welcome. I, I, I know, addition. I know Nakamura is hurt. I know he's got a broken arm, so he can't wrestle. So okay, so but but sending out Rick Books, who has bright future ahead of him. I like him. Very green, very green. That guy. Yeah. Not, not, that yeah. that ain't it. Well, they, but that's or they can't be the only. Like. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, but that's but they like that. I mean, they like that. They like that green. I mean, I think. And I think it's it's fair. I mean, yeah, they just they have a, they had a lot of more options than the, what they're willing to address right now. And you can still tell the story of Boogs turning on Nakamura without the Intercontinental title being involved. You can actually Bro, take the, the title off him. Take the title off him. Have a match for it with Sami Zayn, Ricochet, whoever. All those guys you currently not could be doing more with. I mean, Ricochet and Sheamus are wrestling each other, but again, we're kind of getting tired of it, especially with no stakes involved. Have one of them win the title. Have Sami bitch about getting you know screwed. You can get some mileage out of that too. And then eventually have Nakamura come back and be like, hey, I never lost my title. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm yep. assuming it's not and, that and, severe of an injury because otherwise you would not have right. kept him on TV. 
Right. And then, yeah, have him challenge for the title, have Boog screw him, and then you have something to do. But you know what, man? I mean, you got to I mean, AW did it. AW just did it. And yeah. probably missed like two weeks. Yeah. They didn't even need to do it. Yeah. And they did they, it. They actually didn't. They actually they really did. But, man, you got to care about pro wrestling to want to do stuff like that, though. So AW does care about pro wrestling, know. man. They I wish they yeah. I wish they might have hired a writer or two to maybe streamline the shows and the promos a little bit. I, I, that Cody Rhodes promo was... Boy, oh boy, that was all over the place. And I did not know what am I supposed to take away from it. Uh, I do know burying the fucking tag team you just signed uh, a month ago. Maybe it was not the end calling them developmental tag team. Probably not the best move unless you're trying to set something up. But, uh, you know, what do I know? Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, you, you can't, you can, you can't, you got to run that back. We got to run a fade on that one. Cause it gives again, if, yeah, if I don't have no stakes, you just kind of like shit it on me a little bit. That's fine. But I, I got to screw you at some point. Like, let me get, let me get my shit over. Let us get over as a team. And then we pitch me. Hey man, you know, we can screw him at some point. If that's just, Bro, just to give him an Jack out. Literally, literally had not had a match yet. I mean, they had a match with, uh, with Adam Cole, but as a tag team, they have had zero matches <laughs> and, and the, the, the VP of the promotion and one of your baby faces just shit them for no fucking reason. Look, I'm not going to be mad when some, well, he's also like a baby face in their heels. So oh, yeah. it's like, I understand that, that thought process as well. But yeah, it was a little too close. You could have, he could have just said, Hey, you know, you didn't have to you bring up Red Dragon. It. I like, I like, <laughs> yeah, I like, listen, I like, listen, I like Red Dragon. You could have just not said Red Dragon's name, but I digress. I mean, listen, Hey man, look, I am not going to sit there and act like it wasn't the move. I also ain't going to act like I ain't gone off script before. So, you know. Yeah, I go act like I've never had been. He was there, it as was, far as I understand. Yeah, the, pur- the, pur- the purpose of the promo, right? Again, as we understand it, right, is like, hey, go out there and sell yourself again as a babyface. Keep doing that; that's going great. Uh, and then also sell the match against Sammy Guevara. Why is he talking about again? Why do you take? Well, why do you keep taking well, shots at couple, WWE? Why do you take shots at Red Dragon? Why do you do? Why do you do the things you? Why do you say we don't change the names over here? And then you have to refer to Malachi Black. <laughs> like what are you what well, are we doing here? Well, <laughs> well that well that was that was that was uh, appears to be Malachi's choice with that. Sure. Um, and Gunther could have been Walter's choice too, but that's not the also, you look silly. But yeah, but guess but but guess what? Gunther is not as cool a name as Volter, unfortunately. Now keep this in mind. I do think, and I again I'm gonna be I'm gonna be shocker, guys. I might be a little critical here. Um I think that. One, you take shots at WWE because historically that's what used to happen. And that still does happen. Um, So, you know, for historical context, let's not act like WWE has never taken shots at the competition. Let's not do that. This is pro wrestling. These things do happen, especially in this day and age. In the 50s, 60s, 70s, did it happen? Not nearly as much, probably next to not at all, because they were regional territories. And why talk about that when a lot of times these people don't even have the ability to see the people I'm going to be shitting on because it's regional TV. But now it's a little different, right? Uh, I uh, So I understand that aspect. I do think on some level, I'm going to keep it being with you, man. Sammy just ain't that interesting. <laughs> He's just not. So, again, let again, let me be clear. Cody can cut a promo. While the promo was all over the place, the audience did love it. He had some good zingers. I didn't think he needed to say some of the shit that he said. I'm going to keep it a being with you. Y'all like Sammy, and I don't think you know why. I think you <laughs> like the fact that he can jump and flip, and he makes he do. Oh, he does the jump, flip, leaping cutter. The move takes 10 seconds to execute and the opponent has to stand there and you say that this is good 
Nah, man, broad, not that. You want to know what the most interesting thing about Sammy Guevara said is that he had to go to sensitivity training to learn how to fucking talk on a podcast and that he's dating <laughs> Tay Conti. That's the most interesting thing about man's. Okay, so so guess what? Cody got the match over, brother. <laughs> I guess, man. I mean, listen, though, you we're watching, but I, I was going to yeah, watch, we'll anyway, watch it. I mean, I, I, I watch I, it. I, 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 Sammy is Sammy. Sammy is fine, man. Sammy is on. Oh, Jeff Hardy without paint in, in, in early 2000s. He can flip. He can sell. He was a handsome looking kid. No, I, don't I, do that. He can't sell. He cannot sell. Jeff Hardy can sell. He can sell. Okay, he sell the moment. He, he, yeah. He's got good, I'm in pain face. But he doesn't keep it in yeah. time. You're right. That's fair. I'm in pain, but oh, but, he doesn't but, but the way 20 he seconds. Either. Yeah, 20 seconds later, I'm flipping. Yeah, no, you're right. Fine. You're right. About that. That's true. Yeah. This Let me guy no, no, stinks. Do party. But uh, what else? Oh, AW. Now let's since we're talking about it, let, let me let's acknowledge a good promo that was a great promo even uh, that was caught on AW. John Moxley's back. Moxley's yeah. back. He's uh, every bit of superstar and. They are clearly not going with a plan to turn him heel. Or maybe they are, but no. not, 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 not in the immediate, at least. Listen, when, when yeah. Roman came back from leukemia, we also we thought he, they were never going to turn him heel now. And look what well, happened. Well, it took so, a pandemic. It took a like, pandemic and him saying, I'm going home for a year for Vince to be like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, cause he, that man sat there and he said, we're going to do another Braun Strowman versus Fiend match. Hey, call Joe. Hey, <laughs> hey, you said you want to turn heel? Hey, man. <laughs> I'd do that. I'll make sure everybody masks too. I talk to you nice. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So yeah, man. Uh yeah, but that that was a very, very good promo. Um, it's uh it's it's interesting. I one, it was good to see him. He looks so healthy. Like you don't even fully realize, like, you know, I was like, damn, it looked like he lost 20 pounds. Like he looked lean, he looked good in the face. I were again, I looked at the picture of him before. I'm like, whoo. That's beer and whiskey, boy. That's just what that is right there. So to see it, especially like from, from like, a, like, you know, as an Ohio brethren to see a dude, you know, since he can be tough, especially the foster system, you know what I'm saying? And all that stuff, like it's, it's not the most ideal thing. So who knows what man's has really had to go through and, you know, him being a father and a husband now, like, and he cut a hell of a promo. I mean, it was a, just a very good, like demons, like how one battles demons. And that was really, really cool. And everything like that. And uh, the one thing I will say that's a little strange to me, but again, it's the duality of the situation. An actual damn near independent contractor, his first match is with Game Changer Wrestling, which is a which is a yeah, little I think strange. He's match tonight. He's, I think they changed yeah. it. Oh, they changed yeah. it. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's okay. Yeah, good. I, so I, I, they, I, I saw. I saw the the, the corner promo also, and uh, I was no, like, I, think, I was like. Well, no, beforehand, I was like, they said that I was like, yo, I heard about the match before I heard he was cutting a promo. I said, what the fuck? He, he was, he's, he's, he's one of your, he's one of your top, arguably your top figure. What you mean? He going to the Hammerstein ballroom and then, oh, he's going to cut a promo. I'm like, but he's still wrestling for them dudes first. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But I, again, I, I think they heard it. I think they heard that you weren't yeah. the only one screaming loud. And yeah, no, they, they he's, like... he's wrestling today, tonight on Rampage. He's having Thank a match. Goodness. Thank so, goodness. Yeah, no, he, his first match will be on AEW television. Uh, although I'm pretty sure it's a last minute booking because yeah, I think I think they they heard you. They heard you loud and clear. Um, and I think because that's because you were right. Um yeah. well, anything else you want to talk about on AW? AW was a mixed bag to me. Um it's it's been that way for a minute. Um some stuff I like. I it's like still, what they're it's, doing it's, with yeah. Malachi is cool again. 
I, I like what they're yes. doing with him. Uh, and and, and they, as you said, I think you said it before perfectly to me in the text, uh, adding depth um, to Brian Pillman Jr. Is, is, is never a bad thing. I still I still unsure how I feel about him, but at least he's got a little bit of he's got a story going. He's got a thing going now, which well, is good. Yeah. Um, and you have to and you have to give guys the opportunity to sort of sink and swim. And they're very great. And obviously, like for the varsity blondes, like they're not they're not a team that's going to be together five years. I don't really see that. But who knows? Could be wrong. You get a lot out of them. Um, and, you know, I think this is the idea of like when you're building stars, this is a part of the process. Some guys pop and that's just it. And some guys, it's a slow burn. And some guys, you tr- it's a slow burn where you try. And some guys, you try and it just never works. So we're really going to find out um, here with, with Brian Pil- Pilman Jr. I actually think Griff, uh, Griff Garrison will be very good in a few years. Um, he's very athletic. Uh, you know, got that like lean Tarzan look. But I think it's cool. Julia Hart stuff. I'm like, it's interesting. It's interesting. And it's like, okay, you're using the people. You're using your guys. You know what I'm saying? So with, that's good. As far as the, the the feuds between uh between stables, I'm certainly more invested in the House of Black versus Varsity Blondes than I am in uh Super Friends versus the Elite. Easily, easily, easily. I don't. I but don't. This, this is, yeah, but well, I mean, yes, but but yeah, I'm biased. You know, I don't care about the the Young Bucks like everyone else does. Although their their title run like did, I was like, okay, I can't be, I can't hate everything they've done because they put on really compelling tag matches. Um, but you know, I'm not an Adam Cole guy, uh, nice man from all accounts. So that's like comforting to hear very nice man. Uh, but could, could, I could never see him wrestle again and it's fine. And I do, I, I think that, um, I think that orange Cassidy has more to give than what he's being tasked to do, but you know, th- uh, that'll go from there. I like Trent and, uh, Chuck Taylor doesn't look like he says the N word during rap songs anymore. So that's fine. <laughs> and, and also Chris Datlander. I like Chris though. Chris, 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 Chris Datlander. I like, I like yeah, Chris, Chris as well. Stone. And, uh, yeah. and shout out to, and Willie Yule is a young kid with potential. Yes. Uh, yes, so very much nice, so. A nice young very man from the city of Philadelphia. So I have yes, to give very, him a very, very nice young man. I don't see guys. I don't, he, May not. I mean, again, like he was a hot prospect. He still is a hot prospect. But anytime that WWE look, they're going to he's going to have suitors. <laughs> you know, Wheeler, you're just going to have people that are going to want him in short order if they don't already are already. So, I mean, dude, they're booking Adam Cole. They literally like, fuck it. He's the cool kid, high school kid. He's got the you know, he's got the, uh, the he's got the hard girl. He's got his he's got his click. That's what he is. And that's fine. That's the decent. I personally liked where he was in NXT, which is NXT. He was like. I have all the ability, but on top of it, I am the right guy at the right place. That was kind of his character, if you will. His character now, yeah. I am the leader yeah. of a high school varsity team or some shit, which is fine. I yeah. don't, you know, I'm not mad at what, it, but that's what, But that's what Undisputed Era was to me. So it's just like, it's just a continuation of that. Also, yeah, you could be like, oh, I'm the right guy at the, in the right place. Yeah, he could, but I don't think he's that anywhere else. To be to be frank with you, that was that period of time where they were moving enough guys up, and then you know he had his run, and it was a tremendous run. Um, it was the best run of his career, without question. But you know, right now there are other guys that are just nicer. So it's just like you know, well, I'm not even saying he needs to sit there and wait in line. He's not. They're building him up, uh, pretty well. Uh, it's just like, yeah, man. I mean. You, you, you amongst the dogs, you know what I'm saying? Like you amongst the, and, and again, you know, you're not triple H and Sean ain't there to be like, no, 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 don't worry. We are going to keep 
you're going up regardless because you're going to knock it out the park anyway. He's talented enough based on what pro wrestling is today that he'll be fine regardless. And but, you know, would you be like, oh, yeah, he needs to be in the AEW world title picture right now? Of course not. Not from my perspective. Well, what I mean by the right time, right place, the, the moment where I got with Adam Cole character was and back in NXT was the the first War Games match. I don't know if you how much you how well yep. you remember it. It was yep. a three on three on three match. And they did. Um, it was a pile on from two sides. You had uh, the Tower of Doom on yeah, two yeah. sides, on top of which was Adam Cole. And so in the end, what you had was everybody suplexed everybody. Everybody, yep. all eight participants are down. And Adam Cole is by himself at the top. Of yep. the of the turnback, we're just doing the Adam yep. Cole baby, and it's like, oh, you are the yeah. guy who, even though yeah, you have the skill and you are technically the leader. He was never like a hardcore leader like he is now. Of right. of right, they, when they you never talk to him like that. Let me put it that way. Yeah. But um, he was always the mouthpiece of uh, undisputed era, and you got to see, yeah. oh, okay, he's the guy who does not get touched whenever when everybody yeah. else is down. He's the guy who somehow yeah. some way ends up being. The one do you know walk, walk walking out of the gunfight without a bullet hitting him, like that was to yeah. me his character, which was a little bit more advanced than just a high school quarterback, which is essentially his character now. AEW, like I said, fine. I'm not 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 too mad at it. Do not need to see any more versions of best friends versus the elite in any iteration. Uh, I'm going to get about ten more of these matches. Oh, you're gonna and, get it. Uh, you're gonna. I, get, wonder, you're gonna I, know. I know. We're all. We're all we're all talking. I mean, I'm tired too, but you're gonna get these matches now. You're gonna get these matches. <laughs> and then and you know what's next? You know what's next for Adam Cole, right? He's getting hangman next. Right. After right after Lance Archer. That's the program. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where this yeah. is going. Let he listen, uh again, we had to establish and, and and I like what they're doing with hangman. I'm still not I don't know, man. I feel like he he's never the most interesting person in his feuds. And that's that may that might be fine. Yeah. Um he we established he could wrestle with uh Daniel Bryan. We're going to now establish that he can beat the giant with Lance Archer. We're going to establish that he's tough. And that's fine. Yeah, he's tough. He's he's tough. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I would have had Lance Archer lay him out in back to back weeks just to kind of you know build sympathy for yeah. babyface. Not a big deal though, the fact that they did no. not. Uh CM Punk MJF, do you still care? Uh, yes, I, I think it's the, here's why I care. Um, because they're basically doing what punk did with Raven 15 years ago. So literally CM Punk versus Raven all over again. So it's interesting to see how they book this, but right now they booked it kind of by design this way where, you know, punk had all these things to keep him away from me. Meanwhile, I will critique him. I will criticize him. I will lambast him on how he's such a disappointment to this business and everything. Like, it's it's that playbook of damn near to the T. Slight difference is, is that um, Punk and Raven got, they touched quicker than these two are going to touch. I, yeah, I obviously yeah. think they're, well, but but I understand why, because they're saving this for the pay-per-view. Like, clearly. Oh, no, yeah. Like, it's like, it's, and, yeah. then, and, and And that's cool. If that's what you're going to do, maybe don't cut an 18-minute promo on each other three months before the pay-per-view. That's all. Uh, they like now. Nah, they like to talk, bro. You go, yeah, not but, go, not, not but you go, got shit go. to say now. That, that's exactly. No, they got no. You can always find you. You can always find creative <laughs> ways to talk shit about one another. But hey, and man, again, I as matches mean... as as the matches go on, and Punk doing the heavy lifting of this, it's going to continue to give MJF more cannon fodder to think about things to say. Now the issue does become: is MJF clever enough to find new twists and 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 turns to keep these promos compelling and interesting because we get your premise. We all understand your premise 
Um, but, you know, how are things going to build? Also, as we can see, there seems to be some sort of long-term planning with Wardlow, which is cool, but it's like, how many times can I sacrifice everyone else around me and they be cool with it? Um, you know, which I, which I think is fine. I think they're going to have an excellent match that MJF will probably win. Um, but yeah, but uh, you know, uh, to this point, I still care, but it's not like, I'm. uh, oh, hell yeah. That's up next. Like, no, no, you're, you're, you, we have to get, we're doing this to the next thing. Let's see what it is. And then cool. But also I'm not going to be mad at CM Punk wrestling. So it's just like, all right. Fair. That's more than fair. I did enjoy, I did enjoy the world on match, by the way. A lot of people yes. are like, oh, he's just stealing from Bret Hart. He's not stealing. He's paying homage. He's, yeah. And, and, he's and paying, hey, homage. People paying homage to Bret Hart is never a bad thing in my book. Let me say, and, and, and say, it didn't Mike Alloy just hit the nail on the head. You goddamn nerds. You internet wrestling community. <laughs> no, but seriously. The thing about it, no, he's paying homage. And why wouldn't you pay homage to arguably the best in-ring wrestler, in-ring storyteller that maybe has ever lived up to this point? Um, again, as someone more knowledgeable than I said, uh, if people watch more Bret Hart matches than they did Shawn Michaels matches, then the wrestling business would probably be in better shape in terms yeah, of the in-ring product that you're seeing in front of you. Just saying. Nothing nothing else to add there. Uh... Anything? So I think we went through all of AW programs. Anything? Uh, shout out to Deep for being awesome. She was on TV on Wednesday. Uh, worked the new talent Sky Blue was great. Sky Blue, yeah, Moses. just, just, yeah, just killed her. Just, and I love As Sky. Much as just murdered. Yeah, 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 just murdered her. And again, any you know, someone gets the ring with Serena Deep, they get better. Like that's just what it is. And it's just the little things with her. And I really like, and the thing about it is, and again, here's one thing that I'll give AEW that, you know, a lot of people, you don't want to talk about things when things are going well. Now they have a whole, they have a women's division that every match is not based around the title. You have the growing dissension between Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander. You have Serena Deeb versus uh, Hikaru Shida. You have Serena Deeb establishing her character. You have Serena Deeb getting Deeb chance just because he comes out here and just technically massacres women. And you do have Thunder Rosa versus uh, 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 Mercedes. Then I can't remember her last name. Mercedes Martinez. But, yes, Martinez. So you do have these elements here that are, are taking up time on top of uh, Ty Conti, uh, Anna Jay. And uh, and, you know, the bunny and it's like, like you do have these things. They do exist. Uh, but of course, no one is going to talk about this um, because it's being done and it's being done on a level that's actually pretty high. Not so much in terms of the women's individual work rate, although the individuals I brought up are pretty solid at the very least, if not great. Um, but it's also about like, hey, man, like it's at a high level. Not everything is about a title. Uh, but if this wasn't being done. If there wasn't at least one program that didn't, if there was, man, when I tell you the uproar, the uproar, uh, but it's cute, but also, but hey, for you guys who are, are enjoying this, hey, uh, watch more Serena Deeb matches, because then you'll see how, how good wrestling should be done as well. Yeah, no, she has gone, I think she's gotten more and more, again, thanks to uh, her being featured on AW, she's gotten more and more notoriety and people uh, have been put on and then realize how just how good she is. But yeah, like I said, if we're going to give credit to WWE and we have several times not throughout our podcast for, you know, putting more efforts clearly in their tag team division and making it adding some depth and making it entertaining, we have to give the, the same, even more credit, I would argue, to AEW for fixing their yeah. issues with the, with the female division. And on top of it, let me say this, 
for all you know, and I'm not. There's a lot more work for to be done regarding diversity in AEW, but we did just have mm-hmm. two African Americans uh, main event, uh, main event Dynamite, along with uh, Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, and by the way, man, Anthony Bones. Yep. I I every time a dude who does not get talking about enough uh, from the mo from yeah, the he's fantastic, which was excellent. To the way he sells yep. and the way he moves and how athletic he is, and he can talk. He might not be as good as Max Castor on the mic, but he is more but he can talk. passable. Yeah, and 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 he no, I think he's I think he's fantastic. I, again, since the butcher and the blade have sort of been gone, like the acclaimed have just become like my team. Dude, they dropped the hot diss track. I'm sorry that this track was really by pro wrestling standards. That was one of the coolest music videos that has ever been created by pro wrestling standards. And I, I just, again, that's like a homegrown tag team who you're building up. Who's this? And it's like, you know, yeah, Anthony Bowens is great. Max Caster, of course, is, is great on the microphone. He's, get, he's good in the ring, serviceable. He's getting better. He's very athletic as well. And uh, I thought they had a really, really fun piece of business uh, with Darby Allen and Sting, who was selling, and it was Darby making the comeback. And I'm just like, you're 62 years old. You don't need to do this. And he did it. And he did it well. And I'm like, bro, do you understand? Like, you are only strengthening your legacy over time. Like, it's like, Sting was never a in-ring general. That was not the purpose of him, like as a white meat babyface. But it's like, yo, man, no, he is one of the great workers of all times. Like, it's just, I mean, I knew we a lot of us knew it when he was young and athletic and what he was growing into. And now here he is, an old old man who for at 62, wildly athletic. If I live to be 62, I hope I'm that athletic. That's like a that is literally a generation. You're not gonna be bro. (laughs) You're not gonna be that. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna be. Because because we were never that like to begin with because the shit he used to do in the eighties I remember you know he's the one who took, who made wrestling vertical to quote old I think it was yeah. I think it was actually Jr calling uh, his match in nineteen eighty nine if I'm mistaken, um, but yeah man listen we talked about Tanahashi jumping yep. off the ladder at age forty five and how incredible that is and by the way that is incredible yeah. Sting is sixty two and he's jumping it off the incredible. stage it's yes <laughs> yeah. I'm, every time he jumps, like, get off, get off it, damn it! Like, and he'll just do it. And I'm like, bro, this is this man. And he's like, I just want to help. What you have to? <laughs> what you mean? What if you want to? Yo, if you if 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 if, if you want to, when people say help in pro wrestling, it's a kind of promo. You know, put someone over. He said, Nah, I want to fight back from underneath. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> Nah, man. Again, no, it's shout saying Again, overall, like I said, I think it was a mixed bag, but an enjoyable episode of Dynamite, which yes. is all we can ask for. Yes. Some enjoyable television. Yes. Um, I think that's it. We, we haven't talked to Raw. Um, I don't know. We, I thought it was fine. Did. I don't. Anything you want to bring up from Raw? We, 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 we messed up. We no, not from Raw. No. Um, no. I, I think I no, no. Bobby. Oh, uh, Lashley, Seth Rollins had a good match. And we knew it was going to end in yeah. DQ before what it was. I mean, they're yep. great wrestlers. Why wouldn't they have a good match? Yeah. Um, yep. Damian Priest, Kevin Owens beat. Oh, Damian Priest just took his first pin uh, loss on uh, main roster. First, from yeah. Dastardly yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens. Um, Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. there's, there's one thing. Well, wait, I remember one thing I want to give a shout out to Raw for. Uh, Chad Gable is awesome. We knew this for a while. Just let him yes. speak, bro. 
Yes, the man is entertaining. Yep. He is as good on the mic because that was the thing. Kevin Owens kind of was very entertaining, and Seth Rollins had a really entertaining back and forth, which you expect them to. They're two of the best promos in your company. They're two of the faces of your company. And in a different segment, mm-hmm. I thought Chad Gable was just as entertaining, uh, just talking, yeah. talking for like four minutes nonstop, yeah. which is doesn't sound like it. It's a long time to cut a promo. A long um, time. It's and a long yeah, time. he's great. The man is great. Want to put some respect on his name. Yes, agreed. All right then. Uh, anything else you want to you want to mention AEW or or WWE? We did. We're. I think we're gonna have to do a separate episode just on Hard to Kill because we said talk about, talk about. I still. I uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm a piece of shit. But like. No. You, I, no. No. I you want. You want. Us, to I want us, yeah. I want. No. I want to talk about when we both watched it. And okay. Because I think just to just to get through because we should. Um, but you know, but that we got to that's just got to be its own episode. That just got to be like yeah, a quick we did an NXT heavy joint. episode today. We'll yep. do uh, we'll do uh, hard to kill impact, not just because at that yes. point it'll be like two yes. weeks. There. So we'll do an impact yep. heavy episode, um, yep. next week. So without yes. further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is our match of the week, uh, presented to you by Dasani. Why not? Uh, yeah. it's a water, um, yeah. it's good for you, um. <laughs> I uh my match with you guys already know I mentioned it earlier. Uh it's from 2001 Royal Rumble. Uh originally I rewatched it just to watch the Rumble itself and give my thoughts. But then I remember that there's another match on the Royal Rumble that I think I can recommend far, far higher. And it just so happened that Chris Jericho actually tweeted out this match earlier this week. It is of course Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit, uh a ladder match for the IC title, one of the best ladder matches you will ever see. Uh, ironically enough, the the most famous shot from that match, the the walls of Jericho on top of the ladder, is probably the worst part of the match as it's uh, unbelievably yep. forced and unnecessary. Literally everything else yeah. from the match is pretty perfect. It's two dudes. I love ladder matches where people sell the fact that ladders hurt, and 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 yes. getting hit in the ladder all over your body hurts a lot, and they both show you it does. Uh, Chris Benoit is. You know, uh, we know how, you know, his life ended and, and, and if, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to think about him. As a wrestler, when he was alive, um, he's second to none. He's as good in that ring as anybody ever was from both being believable, from dishing out punishment, and from believing that he's going through war. Like I said, it reminds me very much of Ilya Dragunov or other way around, I suppose. Ilya Dragunov very much reminds me of him. Uh, which is why I'm so high on on Dragunov and why I was such a huge fan, even growing up, of Chris Benoit, and I've only grown to appreciate what he does more. And uh, to to make it short, this is one of his best matches. Maybe the best Chris Jericho match ever. Um, go out of your way to watch it. It's it's up there. It's it's definitely up there. I mean, and to Mike's point, people, you know, maybe at the time, I remember watching that, and it was, and then the weeks that followed, people were like, oh, no, this is like the new standard for single ladder matches. Like, it was literally, I mean, I remember being, oh, no, this surpassed what they did at WrestleMania 10, and what they did, it was like, this is the next step of one-on-one ladder matches. It really was. I mean, it was like 18 minutes of just, like, craziness. Um, aside from the walls of Jericho spot, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but no, it was, it was, it was, I mean, Mike's Mike spot on that thing was excellent. Thank you. Thanks for you know. Now give the people yes. what they want. Give them your yes. match of the week. 
Guys, I'm going to take you all the way back, and I'm going to do this for historical purposes. Also, I want you to see those of you who are not properly initiated into pro wrestling. That is, uh, that is, uh, if you're only in, if you've only been in this 20 years or so ago, and you haven't taken the time to go back. I want to take you guys back to September 26th of 1977. We will be in Madison Square Garden. And the WWF champion, superstar Billy Graham, will be going up against the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. A couple reasons that I want to bring this match up, because I want people to see, like, a lot of people don't remember superstar Graham in his prime. Um, that The fact that his presentation, like, there was Gorgeous George, some other characters, and then superstar Graham. Just these, like, flamboyant, larger than life. The guy looked like a million bucks. His hair was wild and all that stuff. Um, who's, that was a mainstay in New York. Um, you know, we have to remember that this was during his, uh, I believe, his year-long title run. It was his only title run as as world champion, as he had uh, as he had defeated uh, one of the greats, you know, of all time, and Bruno San Martino to win the title through nefarious means, of course. Taking on the American Dream, Dusty Rose in 1977. A lot of people do not know that Dusty Rose did work for Vince McMahon Senior in the 70s. Uh, I want I just want you guys to get caught up in the moment, get caught up in that crowd, because for a lot of people, this is still very much during the territory days. And at this point, uh, you're looking at a Dusty Rose that is solidly a Floridian. You know, he's solidly working for the Grams. He's one of the biggest stars out there. And this was a different Dusty Rose in the 70s. It was kind of like this funkadelic, hippy dippy, like I'm going to the out of space with the unibody. Like It was like that whole thing before he became sort of like the son of a plumber in the 80s, hardworking type of guy. And this man was over. This man was over at any time he could have been WWF champion. And um, he was over so big in the garden. And that's very, very rare to be big and to sell out in the garden where people don't always get to see you. That's how powerful and that's how popular and transcendent Dusty Rose was at that time. That was just almost unheard of. Also credit to Superstar Graham, because at that time, putting the world's title on a heel and expecting them to sell well long-term was a death sentence. And he was able to do that for a year, whereas generally heels were transitional champions in name only, especially in New York. This match is really, it's not very scientific. It's not like Superstar Graham was a great worker. Dusty Rose was a very charismatic worker. But this was a time period of wrestling where a lot of it was like, it was like burlesque in that it was about the tease. So there's this constant building of tension and Dusty cuts a super cool promo after the match that just popped the crowd great. I thought it was a really, really fun thing. And I know I went long there, but that's that's my match of the week. And I'll make well, sure I, that- uh, I it's was in the hypnotized. That was, yeah. that was one of the best things we've ever produced on the show. This might be the best <laughs> yeah. thing we've ever produced on the show. <laughs> Bro, you went to yeah. the library, dusted off a tape, taught yep. us about everything about both men involved, mm -hmm. and you did a flawless Dusty Rose impression, which I didn't know you yep. had in you. I Bro, had, yeah. why, why are you been hiding this? You do realize <laughs> that there, dude, there, is comic, there are comics in New York who get by pretty much just doing Dusty Rose just impressions doing anyway. Yeah. So like, well, you, know, you might as well bring up, I didn't know you can do impressions. The, yeah, the, that I can do impressions. Guard. I apologize yeah. to everybody. We usually don't talk like this on the show, but I am, I am, I, I've been, I've been, uh, I, I, this is my version of a Holy Ghost. I don't need, See, I'm, I'm, I'm I popped the, the podcast organizer and I'm here just being <laughs> magnetized by this talented yeah. man. Uh, I get yeah. to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Check out the match. I'm going to watch it now. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that would be us. Uh, I think I think we just gave you an excellent episode. Uh, if not, if nothing else, then for the last three minutes of it. Um, Satorio, anything, uh, anything you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Uh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, just please enjoy those matches. Take care of yourselves. 
take care of each other. If you're in the Philadelphia area, come to my live album taping at Helium Comedy Club, February 16th. I might as well say it everywhere now. You can go on to heliumcomedy.com. I know a lot of you guys are pro wrestling fans. Some of you might even like comedy. Uh, and trust me, I am as full of myself on stage as I am doing this podcast. But I got to tell jokes about myself and my family. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Hey, that is it for us. Take care. Enjoy wrestling. Be nice to each other and to or to people online. Uh, and that's it. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.